Hi, I'm Jim Wallace. We faced a series of natural disasters, incredible human suffering, Houston, Florida, and then Puerto Rico. In Houston, I was deeply moved by people in Houston rescuing each other across racial lines. It was a powerful thing to see. But for some reason, the federal government has treated Puerto Rico differently. Donald Trump literally called Puerto Ricans ingrates who just wanted to be helped but wouldn't help themselves. He criticized the people of Puerto Rico for their poverty, for their debt, for their infrastructure, and for their lack of gratitude. He couldn't give aid to the people of Puerto Rico without insulting them first. He went to Puerto Rico this week in an amazing moment where a president got elected officials to sit at a table with him and tell him how well he had done, and he ignored the mayor of San Juan, the one woman who had raised criticisms of the speed, the efficiency, and the amount of American aid, uh, he didn't listen to her. Instead of responding to the disaster that hit Puerto Rico when it happened and gathering us all as Americans around our fellow Americans who are U.S. citizens of Puerto Rico, he chose that weekend to attack the NBA and the NFL, black athletes, who have taken the knee to protest police brutality and the racial injustice it's rooted in, he called them shameful. He called them sons of bitches. He called them disrespectful of the flag, of the military, of veterans, of firefighters, first responders. They were not protesting the flag. They were protesting police brutality, disproportionate Lethal violence against people of color, that is a fact in America beyond dispute. That's just true. So a white president speaking to his white base in Alabama, he wants to make this about the flag, about veterans and military and and first responders, when the real message is something that is so clearly true that black athletes want to bring to the attention of their nation about lethal violence against black people in this country rooted in our racial injustice. And it's not a coincidence that the island and the people who were not treated like the other victims of natural disasters were, were an island of mostly people of color. This is a president who doesn't like to look at that. This is a president who is not committed to saying that black people deserve equal treatment under the law, or that brown people in Puerto Rico deserve equal protection and aid and and, and sympathy and compassion as the people of Houston do, or Florida, or now people in Las Vegas after a terrible mass shooting. So here's what Washington Post reporter Eugene Scott said about all the media coverage around the NFL and the NBA debates. The fact that so many people have interpreted athletes are protesting racism as athletes are protesting America is telling. Telling indeed. Disproportionate, lethal police violence against people of color is happening, and it's wrong. And any white fans or other white people who don't want to hear that or are angry about that, they're either oblivious to those clear facts or they're just defensive about those facts or they don't have any relationship 
with families of color who could all tell their stories about those facts. And when white Christians get angry about those protests by black athletes who are Christians, what it's saying is that they really don't have any black brothers and sisters who trust them enough to tell them their stories. And it means that those black believers know that when white Christians get mad about protesting racism, it shows that the operative word in white Christian is not Christian, but white. This is really about the nation's soul, distracting attention from what black athletes are clearly saying. Something is wrong. And athletes have very few venues, very few places where they have any attention or any public space to make their voices heard. So I'm thankful for Colin Kaepernick, who is a Christian, who took a knee in one of the few venues and places where athletes like him have some space, some place, some uh, chance to be seen. He's a Christian, we know, too, and Bible verses tattooed on his arms. And, and so take a knee, he's done in church. He knows this is part of what you do in church. So that must have been in his heart, in his head. Taking a knee always reminds us, people of faith, of turning to God and reverence and respect. Uh, he is an athlete. He also knows that when someone gets hurt, uh, you take a knee <laughs> uh, to stop. Somebody's been injured. Somebody has been hurt. So we stop to focus on them. And it's out of respect for them. So to me, that was another sort of uh, powerful symbol of taking a knee, saying people are being hurt. Black people, people of color are being hurt by, by disproportionate, lethal state violence against them. This rooted in our racial injustice. People are being hurt. Let's stop, recognize them, respect them. Something bad has happened. It's time to stop and pay attention to that. This is taking the knee on behalf of America, that America should be a better place than it is. With Donald Trump, take a knee for this country to be able to survive a president who is devoid of humanity. Many athletes, I'm with high school athletes, my, my son's friends, and they're white kids and black kids, who are talking about taking a knee in protest of what's happening to black people. So... Critics want to focus on how people are protesting instead of why people are protesting. And they want to take the attention off the reasons for the protest and attack the methods instead. What Donald Trump is saying is really nothing new. In fact, uh, Dr. King, uh, after Birmingham, was put in jail and a group of white clergy, moderate clergy, criticized Dr. King in the paper and said, well, we're with you. We're with you and your cause, your purpose, but you're going too fast. Uh, you're being too confrontational. You've got to go slower and let's not be so disruptive. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote his famous letter from a Birmingham jail back to those moderate white clergy. Uh, and he said, you know, sometimes I wonder who our real enemies are. Uh, is it just the Klan and their sheets and burning crosses? Or is these white moderates, these establishment people who really say they're for us but really want us just to slow down? We're going too fast. Let's be more patient. Let's take more time. I think it's always vital that our protests, the means of our protest, are consistent with our goals. So I'm a deep believer in nonviolence, nonviolent direct action. 
but that's always confrontational. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, was was an apostle, an advocate of nonviolent direct action, but it was always confrontational when the sheriffs and the dogs and the fire hose and the and the clubs came out against their protest, and the moderates would say, you're causing confrontation. No, you're exposing what's wrong, and you're saying it shouldn't be this way. For Donald Trump to try and turn attention away from the message that disproportionate lethal violence is being used against unarmed people of color, we can't let him do that. And so I'm going to take a knee. We should all take a knee that this nation can survive a president whose race-baiting bigotry has become his political signature. Donald Trump, Donald Trump is, is a race-baiting bigot who is dividing us for his own personal political self-aggrandizement, who cares really about no one but himself. I'm Jim Wallace. Thanks for listening. God bless you.